Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good morning, Chicago. It's Wednesday. I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. Governor J.B. Pritzker issued a disaster proclamation yesterday for eight counties that were recently hit by severe weather, including Cook County. All those storms that passed through Illinois over the 4th of July weekend created flash floods, and in some places there was hail, tornadoes, and wind that got severe. The new proclamation will allow communities that were affected to better access state resources and personnel to help with recovery. And over that 4th of July weekend, storms pushed Chicago's water system to capacity, which might happen again this week. We might see more heavy rainfall in some areas. Kevin Fitzpatrick is with the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. They're working to drain waterways as much as possible. We don't think that it's going to be anywhere near as much rainfall as we saw a week ago. But because the system is so full and the ground is so saturated, it it definitely will be a challenge. But Fitzpatrick says folks can help the situation by conserving water during the storm. That will reduce what's making its way into the sewer system and leave a little bit more capacity available for the rainwater itself. Fitzpatrick suggests that you maybe put off washing the dishes or showering. And residents in Cicero got it bad. They rallied outside a town board meeting yesterday morning to call on elected officials to take accountability for flood damage in the area. Cicero has experienced flooding for years, but the community was hit particularly hard by heavy rains earlier this month. Residents shared testimonials about the lack of emergency response and ongoing support, and they urged officials to take action with solutions like green infrastructure. There is plenty of fallout after the accusations of widespread hazing within the football program at Northwestern University. For one, a group of six tenured faculty there is calling on the school to pause plans for an $8 million renovation of its football stadium. History professor Susan Pearson says the program needs to ensure the well-being of its players first. I think to demonstrate that the football program is getting their house in order, basically, before doing this huge expansion. Anthropology professor Jessica Winnegar says the school should do more than firing the head coach, Pat Fitzgerald. What we need to do is change the mindset that says that in order to be a good player, you have to have complete obedience to your coach or you have to go through particular hazing rituals. Evanston's Land Use Commission has tentatively scheduled a hearing about the stadium plan on August 9th. And the faculty aren't the only ones raising questions about power dynamics on college teams. My colleague Lisa Phillips spoke to a sociologist about this, Aaron Hatton, who has written about how the pressure of losing scholarships and playing time contributes to a culture among college athletes of see nothing, say nothing. So the attitude of there are a thousand guys we can get to fill your shoes, shut up and get to work. This is the basic degradation and treatment of athletes that leads them very understandably to stay quiet and do whatever their coaches say. Hatton says in order to prevent hazing, there need to be better protections for players, like making sure their scholarships are not under coaches' control. As for former coach Fitzgerald, he says he didn't know about the hazing. After getting fired, he told ESPN he took great pride in his accomplishments during his 17 years as a coach and mentor. Fitzgerald retained a former U.S. attorney to represent him. 
Governor J.B. Pritzker's office announced a trade mission yesterday. A few Illinois leaders in business, education, and politics are scheduled to travel to the United Kingdom starting July 16th. Pritzker's office says the goal is to expand economic ties between Illinois and the U.K. Topics include manufacturing, clean energy, quantum technology, and higher education. Officials from the University of Illinois and University of Chicago and executives from companies including United Airlines and Motorola Solutions will join Pritzker for the trip. Illinois' exports to the U.K. last year were nearly $2 billion, according to the governor's office, and imports from the U.K. to Illinois were about $3 billion. And now for a few quick hits. Teardown from the NASCAR street race is still ongoing in Grant Park. Most streets have reopened, but a portion of Balbo Drive is still closed. Officials expect to be finished with cleanup by Saturday. But then construction will take over Grant Park again right after that, with setup for Lollapalooza starting July 21st. And there will be more street closures downtown as the city prepares for more outdoor dining. Clark Street between Grand Avenue and Kinsey Street are closed to vehicle traffic now through October 31st. The city says this will allow more than a dozen restaurants to expand their operations. And Mayor Brandon Johnson has rejected demands from the Chicago Police Union for 12 weeks of paid parental leave. Now union members are threatening a court fight. The Sun-Times is reporting on comments from Johnson's senior advisor, Jason Lee, who said that Chicago police already have a, quote, significant and robust leave policy. They can take 365 days off every two years. As for the weather, as I mentioned earlier, it's raining. Thunderstorms are likely this afternoon as well. High temperatures in the mid-70s. And that's it for now on The Rundown, but later today... There were expansions to federal health care and food assistance programs during the pandemic, and those ended earlier this year. Now people are starting to feel the effects. We have made a policy decision to provide food support that is inadequate to avoid hunger. And I hope that it raises awareness about the policy choice we make so that at least if we're going to make it, we're making it intentionally. I'll talk to Carrie Chapman from the Legal Council for Health Justice about changes to both Medicaid and SNAP and the fallout for Chicagoans and the social service organizations trying to fill in the gaps. That's today at 2 o'clock. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you later. 